So Jose, what do we strive here at That Talk Show? So here at That Talk, we, we strive to enrich and inspire one's self-growth through engagement and awareness. Mm, that's interesting. And do you think people are always going to agree with our perspectives and opinions? I mean, the hope is that they do because <laughs> the way we kind of come into this is we really do want to help out people with every topic that we bring, anything that we talk about. The whole point is to help out people. So my idea is that we hope, you know. Yeah, 100%. Couldn't have said it any better. Uh, we just always strive to like help people and enrich them, you know, like that. And we always want, you know, the best for their, you know, mental being and for, you know, for them to strive in their personal lives. And that's what we're striving for here at That Talk. But into the show. Welcome to That Talk Show. I'm Johnny. And I'm Jose. And make sure to follow us via on Instagram. And yeah, today we definitely have a more interesting episode, I'd say. And, uh, we do. Definitely one with that's you know requires that required it was a lot you know a lot, a lot a lot of thinking went into this and we really you know think this is important and we really want to help people kind of understand this concept and kind of open their minds to this yeah and i mean the whole uh basis around this is that people try to maintain an open mind around mm-hmm. it i mean we did go into a lot of research uh, preparation for this and we hope that by the end of this a lot of people you know kind of see for themselves take everything yeah. with a grain of salt yeah that's not saying that's not saying we're just saying with like any opinion anything you see even with us we're kind of just saying keep an open mind you know don't just take our word for granted or don't take anything you see on tv or the news for granted which what we're trying to promote is just kind of free thinking and individual thinking for oneself that being said before we get into this full episode of ideo- ideological subversion which is the topic we just want to put a you know add on to that disclaimer that some people may not like enjoy this episode for a variety of reasons whether it be political or personal or any of those concepts and but me and jose always you know we're always striving to bring good content in which we help will believe enrich like everyone's mind so before you listen like jose was saying keep an open mind and remember that we do not all think the same but the beauty of this is you can learn from our perspective and either apply it or add on to any other knowledge that you know you previously had of like how other humans think and besides yourself with that being said let's get into the episode mm, that talk. so <laughs> that talk exactly so today, you know, like we were saying, you know, uh, obviously I said the topic ideological subversion. It's a concept that many people don't do not know about. And it kind of deals why, you know, society is the way it is or why yeah. it's going. So let me ask you, Jose, what do you think, you know, what's wrong with society nowadays? That's a good question. I mean, <laughs> I guess you could argue that a lot of things are wrong. I mean, from the idea that we don't really respect each other for our beliefs or concepts or ideals, um, we're also not very loving and right. accepting as we tend to believe. Um, we tend to bash each other for just about anything. And, you know, there's no more truth. And that's kind of the basis around this episode today. That's a big problem today. There is no truth. Mm-hmm. There's just too many lies just seeping into just about everything. Yeah, and much confusion. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, we're going to kind of go into it and talk about this episode and explain why there's too much lie nowadays so yeah and why there's many confusion much confusion said, in this I'll, world. I'll hand the mic over to you my friend yeah <laughs> so the concept and this intro is actually going to be part of our end time series where we're going to talk a variety of things you know where it discusses end times and i know it's like a topic that many people don't feel comfortable feel comfortable about or sometimes people don't even think about it but you know with the way society is going and you know my humble opinion like i think you know it's so sooner than clo- than sooner than later that's what i'd say yeah i agree because there's just way too many crazy things going on i mean 2020 
just this year alone has been crazy enough. That in itself should be enough to push people towards the argument that <laughs> the end times are near. Yeah, exactly. And the first thing we're gonna talk about is ideological subversion. So Ooh. ideological subversion. Basically it's brainwashing and psychological warfare placed on a society. And Ooh. and the society we're talking about is actually America where we live. <laughs> so <laughs> exactly. So the definition is to you know how I said is to change the perception of reality to such an extent where one would not be able to distinguish what is right or wrong or what information is true and false information. And I think we could see that, you know, nowadays and how, you know, just media and, you know, just a bunch of news outlets and there's a lot of information out there. We're like in the age of information. We're like we have all the access to info at the tip of our fingers, but we're also the most confused and we don't know how, how to discern that information. Exactly. And see, here's the thing. Um, we have so many access like we have a lot of access to all kinds of information and everything yet we choose not to openly search for it here's the thing too social media plays a huge part i mean we're young i mean i could ask you like do you do you actively watch the news on tv no actively yeah there we go and i don't either uh a lot of times and it's crazy and almost kind of ignorant if you think about it um i get a lot of my news from social media right and if i see something on there a lot of times i won't bad an eye or think about it, i'll just be like damn that's crazy you just take that for a fact exactly and that's kind of crazy because i should be you would think as a citizen of this country i should be more informed but i just take what i get and just run with it that's about it that's interesting interesting that you say that so keep that in mind keep what you, what jose just said in mind while we go into the terms of uh what the ideological subversion is so the term was actually coined by you know a journalist and former kgb informant uh, named Yuri Bezmenov, and he's a Russian. And practically, Yuri Bezmenov back in World War II was one of, you know, back as we know in World War II, that Russia and the Soviet Union was one of the great powers and the threats to the United States. And in their military rankings, the, in the United States military uh, rankings, the KGB was a secret part of the operations, which, you know, subdued into brainwashing and propaganda to their society. Damn. Yeah, so hence why, you know, the Soviet Union at this time was very odd and you know distant from the rest of the connected world you know because they had a bunch of you know kgb uh, members you know going out and trying to you know do this and you know we're planning this uh concept of ideological subversion and so after well practically practically back to yuri bezmanov after fleeing from russia and the kgb uh, he came to america and to live a better life and he spoke of the evils of the kgb and communism and their tactics to of how uh, they've been emulated, you know, by the American elites and is being tried here in America as we speak, you know, and it's been going on for years. Like this guy was alive, you know, like, he's dead already, but he was like, <laughs> yeah, this, like this, you know, the, what he talked about and we spoke about was back around like the 1960s, I believe. So this was a long time ago. And so, and a lot of the stuff that he said still applies to like, you know, to nowadays. So he discussed four stages in which ideological uh, subversion happens. So there's the four step process. And the first one is demoralization. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. This is a process that could take about 15 to 30 years to perform. So practically a generation, like a whole generation is going to be subverted into, you know, the thinking of what is what the principles of communism and what is right or wrong within that. And during this stage, you know, the moral fiber and integrity of the country is put to, into questions, thereby creating doubt in the minds of people and to do so the manipulation of media and academia is required to influence young people specifically yeah and uh you know i was actually looking at this and actually watching a video where he was teaching a class and he explained how like a lot of it is kind of done through um infiltration of education religion media and law and the whole idea i mean you said it, it takes about 15 to 20 years 
And the reason it takes that long, and he keeps on mentioning that long, which to me isn't that long to begin with, but it takes that long because you're training a whole new generation, a new set of people. Keep in mind, we're 21 ourselves, so we could have been entirely indoctrinated into this whole system within 20 years, and we wouldn't even have known a single thing because that's the system that we grew up in. So the whole entire thing is to kind of raise a new like generation and... You know, a lot of the perfect targets for demoralization and for ideological subversion, in fact, is uh, free democratic nations. What kind of nation are we? Democratic. A free democratic one, yeah. And he mentioned something, too. You cannot be subverted unless you want to. And, you know, I kind of thought about it, like, what, what, what country wants to be subverted to begin with? But it's almost um, an unconscious thing that you do. Yeah, and then, well, he also mentions uh, specifically, too, that like certain countries like America, we're like, since we're like a democratic and, you know, free think, you know, supposed to be free thinking, you know, we have all these ideas coming in and we kind of get influenced by the whole world and we have a bunch of foreign concepts coming in. He was kind of explaining that. And, you know, we like a lot of ideas come in from other countries and a lot of ideologies. Yeah. And so it works best on that because information could just be thrown our way and then we could just kind of be manipulated into believing one certain thing versus a country, let's say like Japan. You know, Japan's very, you know, ideologicalistic in how they are. Like, they very don't closed. really... Very closed, you know, very, you know, people say they're closed-minded, but they just don't allow, you know, other countries and other, you know, worldly influences to infiltrate, you know, what they think. So, being subverted, like Jose was saying, isn't going to work on, like, a country such as Japan where, you know, they're not, gonna, they're not prone and open to ideas such as that. Yeah. And the reason why, I mean, you touched upon something too, but, I mean, he was also talking about how in the U.S., if... A Soviet professor wanted to come down here and teach a class on Marxist-Lenist theory in California. He would be totally allowed to. No questions asked. You try to do that same shit in Russia? Damn, bro. They'll send you back just the way you came. Like, those types of countries, the Soviet Union, or Russia now, and Japan, they've always protected their ideals, their culture, and everything. And they kind of showed themselves away from the world. But it had a purpose. Mm-hmm. A lot of people didn't understand it then, but it has its purpose because too much influence from outside, you know, factors or foreign nations. I mean, it does take a toll on a country, you know, so. Yeah. And then it's kind of interesting, too, you know, because it's that kind of that concept where, you know, like the more like the more we learn, like the less we know, actually, you know, exactly. so we could learn like the more we learn about like who we are as, as people, the more we learn about like other cultures and, you know, like just you know, a lot of sciences or psychological thinking, like the less we actually know about like how life and what this, like, you know, what we're meant to function as. So it's exactly. kind of like crazy, you know. And, you know, I guess I could ask you, have you ever heard of any example? I mean, there's tons of examples of demoralization in history, but could you just talk about one or how it's depicted today, so to speak? Well, I mean, kind of how we're talking about, like, you know, it says 15 to 30 years to perform a, on a generation. I kind of think that's, you know, it kind of shows how our generation you know we're in the generation of what are we like generation z or something like yeah, that gen z gen z and you know we're in terms of like i'm just talking american culture you know we're pretty radical and like you know we're pretty opinionated in how we think you know as a whole yeah you know group it's kind of crazy because you know in my in my opinion i think a lot of people are just kind of really radical out there and with their ideas and what they want to promote and how they think the government and what life should function as so that's yeah. kind of what I think, you know, like it's kind of an example. What I think they're really radical, like it's just our generations become really radical and really just kind of, you know, 
a lot and i think you know i personally think we're like subverted in a lot of ways yeah and then you know but the funny thing is i don't think you know our generation is going to be the one to be like that crazy i think this next generation that just grew up in pure technology because they were influenced and they grew up in that they're the ones that are going to be you know even more radical than what we are and they're going to be the ones that probably do something do something crazy yeah so that's one example i'd say you know just in my opinion yeah i agree um just the whole dependence on technology is kind of crazy and it really drives us to a lot of our opinions i mean we get most of our information from technology from like social media we're kind of taught almost like morals through technology too we never thought about that too but a lot of our morals come from what we see in social media and it's almost like a mob mentality too if everybody thinks that's correct Mm -hmm. and by default that becomes the correct that becomes the norm yeah exactly and, you know, for me personally, like an example where I saw like demoralization kind of happen and where they kind of picked up and tried to create a new generation was um, in Nazi Germany, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, so for all those that don't know, after World War One, Nazi Germany had a lot of problems. I mean, they were broke as hell, bro. Like um, the inflation was just crazy. All of the nations just blamed Germany for everything. And suddenly... When the country was in shambles, this young guy that a lot of people know today, uh, Adolf Hitler, came out of nowhere, like promoting patriotic values and promises of bringing Germany back up. But at the same time, he blamed the Jewish community for Germany losing the war and being in shambles. The guy starts indoctrinating and starts doing a bunch of things. And the generation that he starts preparing for was also known as Hitler Youth. Hmm. And Hitler Youth is, if you've seen a lot of movies or read a lot of books, was children that were brought up young to kind of follow Nazi propaganda, Nazi propaganda beliefs to grow up and eventually serve, Dang. serve the army. Yeah. Wow. Or as that's they insane. call him, the Fuhrer. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's just, yeah. I mean, we kind of just gave both examples, you know, a real life. Well, they're both real life examples, but one, you know, current and one in the past of where exactly. it worked, you know, like that. And it's kind of scary, you know, how this could actually be happening right here in our home. Yeah, exactly. And the crazier thing is that, you know, you said that this happened before and this happened now. The craziest thing is that we've allowed it to happen for so long. Yeah. If it happened in the past and it's happening now, then there's this fuzzy little middle part where we clearly didn't learn our lesson. Yeah. And as, now we're going to pay. We're going to pay the they price say, for, Yeah. As they say, history repeats itself. If you don't learn it. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the first step right there. And the first stage, as you could say, of demoralization, which practically puts moral fiber and, and the integrity of this country into question. Yeah. And that was the first step right there. And then moving on to what would happen after demoralization is destabilization. Mm, talk about it. And the purpose of this step is to change the status quo, particularly the country's economy, foreign relations and defense systems like through, you know, they're going to infiltrate that and kind of just get to us from that point of view. And then intent is to create a massive government permeating society and becoming intrusive in the lives of citizens. Mm. So that one's a, you know, (laughs) exactly. You know, that one's a crazy one where it says, and you know, they say that entitlements and benefits are promised to the populace to encourage their support. Ooh, bribes. (laughs) Exactly. Bribes. And, you know, they're going to think it's kind of like a big brother government, as you know, some of you may have saw in the Call of Duty trailer where (laughs) it was promoted because that was a crazy video, too. And, you know, you know, investment of, you know, claims after the stage is completed that, you know, that naive college professors are, you know, no longer needed. And they'll undoubtedly, you know, protest government policies when they discover the truth, but they will be disposed of quickly. So 
they use Damn. yeah intellectuals we, they use intellectuals and they use people of like high like power to kind of infiltrate you know like the and kind of promote these ideology ideologies to like the masses they're like so you know nowadays through social media and and you know during, during school like i was saying you know so even nowadays and our some of our college professors are promoting these ideologies and honestly you know when i look at look back at it and think about it i kind of see it yeah it, it makes a lot of sense because these are people that you know they're they're actually a lot smarter than they get credit for like people that try to push these ideologies and they think you know what do people always listen to the experts the know? experts anything that somebody's an expert in, we, we tend to listen to it doesn't matter what it is right and if you tell all these people hey start promoting this these so-called experts to people that are you know uneducated or don't know much about the topic then suddenly it becomes very easy to start feeding little bits and pieces and if you do it through the years, through the education system, suddenly you have a group of people that they can't deny your beliefs anymore. They are strong believers in whatever you have to offer. And the reason that this is crazy is because they use these professors. And these professors, they probably also believe in the ideals that they're professing. Yeah. But the thing is that once those people get into power, bam, they yeah. just disappear. They're just discarded. They're, they're used is already done whatever they have to do is completely fulfilled out of here right know? and that's crazy yeah it's, it's kind of it's really insane because you know you see like i, I mean i'm just kind of speaking from my experience in college you know yeah. as you see some professors they're like talking about like science or you know some other you know you know probably like secular as you could say concepts and then mm -hmm. they kind of when they mention you know maybe other you know religions like such as you know the or other you know books such as like the bible or they mentioned you know times from back then yeah. they kind of just kind of discredit them like oh you know they kind of they already say like oh yeah that stuff is not real you know and they kind of yeah. that's in and my opinion that's kind of like intrusive and that's just very you know like not like just that's kind of insane in my opinion you know they're kind of discrediting all what you know everything else and they're kind of saying like hey this science and what we're saying right here at school this is fact and whatever else you were taught it's, it's like false yeah and see that that's crazy because it Say you come from a background where you, you're very religious and you believe in God and everything. And, you know, that's the way you were brought up. So you get to university and they start professing all these things and they, t they start challenging your beliefs and they start telling you you're the one that wrong, that's wrong. Well, suddenly you create this, um, this atmosphere where it's very, it, cre it becomes a very hostile environment. And I don't think professors ever think about that or a lot of people in general, especially people that are in the teaching field. They don't tend to think about that when they profess their beliefs or ideas or ideologies. They're creating a very hostile ground. Yeah. These are people that you expect to be professional and keep education and their social lives and everything out, their opinions out of it. And yet these are the very same people that come to profess all these beliefs and challenge yours, whether you're religious or not. I mean, challenging somebody's beliefs is kind of crazy considering yeah. you're professional. And considering what, you know, supposedly this country stands for in terms of its values and, you know, how it's an open country, yeah. as they're saying. And yeah, I mean, I definitely agree with you 100%. You know, both of us said some like great points about how like this, the college system specifically yeah. is really, and has become really just insane. And it's basically become one -sided. That. it's become one-sided and, you know, they kind of promote, you know, like oh everybody you know has to you can has to have an open mind to this but if it's against you know what they think then oh you're wrong like yeah that. exactly and the thing is it could be one-sided in all kinds of things whether it be political religious social like it's one-sided in whatever they want to believe and nobody's there to challenge it which kind of sucks but it is what it is but yeah you know another factor of destabilization doesn't just come from just 
trusting in these naive college professors but it also comes in the media mm-hmm. the media is um for a lot of people i mean a lot of gen z people tend to not trust the media to begin with but the media is designed against the people and it's meant to strike fear and you know really move any propaganda set in place um the media for example isn't really out to promote good things right if they did they wouldn't be in business right um anytime the few times that i've been on the news it's always negative things it's bad negative things, things yep. and the reason they do that is because fear sells and fear gets people to start acting according to what you want mm, talk about it yeah and see if you have a group of people that are scared they are a lot easier to manipulate and to mold into your beliefs mm. and that's where this section of ideological subversion comes in this destabilization destabilize the mind destabilize the mind and suddenly you have access to what you really want you could start molding people the way you want once you destabilize their mind right yeah Yeah, i mean that's insane how you say like you know from just how the government and the media works it's kind of a crazy relationship and you know how we're saying you know examples in in real life and that's what happened in the past where you know destabilization destabilization of of a country has occurred as we could see you know nicaragua granada like afghanistan and bangladesh those are just four countries if you look into them and study you know what recently happened you know specifically i like you know i'm more informed on nicaragua you know just that and how their media was like you know propagated against them and how you know they kind of have a dictator right now it's kind of really insane how that's just happening right now and how they're going through like that destabilized period and they're probably on to the next stage where we're actually going to talk about which is crisis crisis so write that down you know (laughs) Uh, for all you out there there's demoralization uh, destabilization Destabilization. and then crisis is the third one god damn exactly so this is a major step lasting up to six weeks and involves a revolutionary change of power and this is where catalytic uh, uh, events upsets and divides the country you know thereby creating panic among the citizens so you know uh, I don't you know I think we're past you know, America is not in this stage you know I feel like we're either I hope not. yeah either we're either in the destabilization stage or the demoralization stage yeah you know one could argue either or but you know crisis we're talking about what's gonna happen like after these two stages pass. Yeah. So like I was saying, you know, it'd be six weeks and it involved a revolutionary change of power. And the idea is that uh, protests or strikes occur and many people will demand for a centralized government to come in to put the employers in place. And this thing is when you invite the government in, they don't leave after they remedy the situation that they usually stay and oftentimes make the situation worse, which makes ways for the dictators or foreign governments to come in. So, yeah, yeah, it's really crazy because the thing with crisis is, so a lot of times it's uh, artificial. And what I mean by that is it's set up by the opposing government. The government that wants to come into power creates the crisis a lot of times. And the thing with crisis is you, the, a lot of people, specifically the civilians, are usually the ones that feel the first-hand effects mm-hmm. of a crisis. And, you know, it is crazy because say you're in a crisis and you can't feed your family, you know, family members start dying, you start seeing all kinds of chaos around it, you want some form of structure. You want somebody to come in, somebody strong, somebody you think is going to you know, bring your country back on top. And the, the first thing that comes into mind when people think about that is a centralized government. Right. A government that's you know, going to help out everybody and take care of everybody. And if we've big seen in government. history, big brother government. And if we've seen in history, they often don't work. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... And once these people invite that government, um, 
that government usually stays. They don't leave. And people think that they're just going to come in and remedy the situation and, you know, they're out of there. Yeah. No, they stay. And oftentimes, they stay for a long time and they make it worse. And if you want a very specific example that I think to this day is kind of the same, um, just look at any Eastern European nation. Right. Any one of them. You know, a lot of times people romanticize Europe and think that Europe is amazing and it's very rich and all these things. But you look at the eastern side and <laughs> that side is very close to Russia. And a lot of times whenever they have injustice or they have extreme so- social situations of trying to overthrow dictators or anything, the first person that comes and starts knocking on their door is Russia. And Russia's always invading the wow. Soviet Union or Russia, you know, they have always invaded. And another example of that is, you know, any civil war in history that we've seen has come from crisis. Any Dang. around the world has yeah. come from crisis. Yeah, that's insane. You know, that you say that, you know, those are some really crazy examples that you just mentioned. Like, I didn't even like, know about that, that Eastern sometimes. European. Yeah, or, or exactly. Or, you know, that's true about civil wars. And it is true, you know, like, you know, just I don't know when. You kind of think of like a dictator coming to America, you're like, oh, like, what, like, you know, nah, and stuff like that. And what it's kind of interesting that I was kind of, when I was doing these studies and I was kind of like just researching everything, I don't know if, you know, Russia is the one that's going to overthrow like the US. I kind of think it might be, you know, something we don't even know about, like some group or some people that maybe have just crazy power and, you know, they're kind of just trying to overthrow the US and kind of just want to create this one world government or one world order, as many people know. Yeah. And, that's kind of crazy, you know. Crisis is gonna be is gonna be scary once it comes, you know. Because I be too late. Yeah, I mean, keep in mind, guys. Me and Jose, you know, I think we're just full on board with this, and we think, you know, <laughs> this is, you know, if this this could put this could potentially be the end, you know, because yeah, I mean, if Rome stood for what like five hundred years, and you know, the U.S. is at what three hundred, yeah, you know? something like that. Yeah. yeah, and Rome was like what the great, you know, at the it time, was an empire. they were an empire. They're literally the greatest like empire like the history has ever seen. And same yeah. thing with the U.S. right now, you know, we're currently like the number one economy we're currently just one of the craziest countries craziest like pieces of land that this world has ever seen and yeah you know not all, all good things come to an end as they say and yeah. you know I, I wouldn't think nothing different because we're humans and you know as you know as we're saying history tends to repeat itself i eventually think that the united states will fall in a catastrophic way and that's going to be the end you know for sure because yeah. i mean with the with how militaries are set up nowadays and how you know much power and how much weaponry they have you know like how much nukes they have you know i heard that i think i read a report once that the world has enough nukes to kill like the entire human population like eight times or something like that if they if everybody initiated it yeah so it's really crazy yeah and all we need is just one time (laughs) yeah all we need is just one time exactly let alone seven yeah exactly yeah and then the final stage uh which we're going to talk about from normalization yep normalization so you already you guys already have the three steps and this is going to be the last step right here where normalization where the populace finally acquaints and begins to assimilate communism and this could take up to do two decades to complete so i mean i mean i don't even know to be honest like that's kind of scary uh i don't even know how bezmanov knows that you know i guess there's been examples in the past or i don't know where the soviet union the soviet union oh yeah you're right like the soviet union as you said and then you know other countries probably currently going through that phase maybe like nicaragua or something like that but i mean two decades to finally assimilate communism that's that's a really scary thought yeah it is because i mean a lot of times we look at it and we see the decades part and think that that's a long time but 20 years isn't anything if you compare that to just how long the earth has been here 
20 years isn't nothing or even compared to a lot of times lifespans 20 years isn't anything so 20 years it could happen in our lifetime yeah that period of normalization and the fact that you know this is all like it seems very crazy this whole ideological subversion all these four steps seem very crazy but it seems very crazy because it's almost like a different kind of warfare right where no weapons are required mm. no noise or anything it's all in the background that's the craziest part this is all happening in the background in silence yeah that's the scary part you can't pinpoint when it started and you can't pinpoint when it finished or if it's even finished or if it's starting or anything you can't pinpoint it because it's so quiet it's just working in the background and for the longest we don't even know that this is happening that's the other thing how are we going to be able to tell that something is going on if we don't even know it exists yeah 100 percent. like it's really crazy to think how you know the greatest you know battles have you know even within our you know, it makes sense though when you think about it even the greatest battles within ourselves aren't you know the physical they're the mental exactly and that's the approach you know like communist countries such as russia and you know even may, probably even china you know that they're kind of yeah. approaching you know if they really want to change something or do they really want to change a whole generation or group of people and influence them you go for their minds and you go you know you infiltrate each generation slowly yeah and that's what it's come down to but furthering you know on you know i just those were the four steps right there yeah. so that was the definition and what that was a process of ideological subversion and kind of continue on and piggybacking off of you know of that and going back to yuri bezmanov he promoted a book from a former FBI agent in nineteen, Ooh. yeah, it called the Naked Communist, made in nineteen fifty eight. So, nineteen fifty eight, guys, that's like over like well, Matt, let's talk seventy sixty two years, sixty two years. Yeah. years. Yeah. Jose, quick maths right there, sixty two <laughs> years. So keep in mind, nineteen fifty eight. This whole book was endorsed, and yeah. whenever what we're ta- we're about to talk about what's written in that book, you guys could even see for yourselves, you know, that we're not even like lying. Yeah. That you can see what was endorsed, uh, not endorsed, what was said, and what the FBI agent had to say. So it kind of speaks about, you know, what will happen to countries such as America, you know, as yep. such as like, I, you know, as Yuri Bezmenov was explaining an ideological subversion and kind of the goal of the communist countries such as Russia or, you know, the bigger force that's trying to overthrow the government to develop the illusion to disarm, you know, the U.S. And it will kind of be a, what a demonstration is of moral strength and how he was saying this is the, the crazy part. How? Dime. Yeah. How? <laughs> the dime. Exactly. How this will happen. Some points that I'm just going to throw out there that is mentioned in the book that they'll use technology to try to influence the American people and confuse them from within. And they would make it seem for America to aid, uh, make it okay for America to aid any country regardless of communist affiliation. Jesus Christ. Yeah. So just kind of think about, you know, I'm not saying, you know, you guys should kind of do your own research and see which of these, you know, kind of apply to real life and which have not happened or I don't know. Whatever you guys think, you know, I'm not, I'm, so we're telling, we, we promote here to go and do your own research and look into these things. Yeah, exactly. Definitely these things are important, yeah. And then, so the next thing that he mentioned in the book was that he's going to promote, you know, they were going to promote the United Nations as the only hope for mankind and structure. And that we needed it like that, you know, organization to kind of control the whole world and to see, you know, kind of lead us into, you know, they're going to sell the idea that, oh, you know, they're going to lead us into better and bigger things. What a load of crap. <laughs> <laughs> and... You know, the, he said in the book, they're going to infiltrate news, media, news, the media, so, schools, books, and any opinion molding platform. Mm, yeah, okay. so that one's an interesting one. That's kind of like what we were saying back then, you know, how, you know, I, I'm sure he didn't know about, you know, how big social media was going to get, but social media specifically has kind of forwarded that process even more than what it is Bastard, like right now. Yeah. And then he says he's going to gain control of key positions in the entertainment industry to kind of promote this ideology, promote and push these ideologies and you know 
I mean, you guys can even see for yourselves. You guys can even think for yourselves and kind of see what, you know, if there's any examples out there that you guys could find out about. And they wanted to eliminate laws that protected it against obscenity, which is practically, you know, like just vulgar and, you know, like a bunch of sex, you know, promoted ideologies. And, you know, kind of going off to that, you know, he, was, he also said that they're going to break down more standards by promoting such ideas and things such as pornography. Mm, the end of the nuclear family. Yeah, the yeah. end. <laughs> exactly. And I think, you know, that speaks for itself. You know, like that, the pornography industry, you know, we don't even got to talk about how big that we is. We don't even got to talk about it. Yeah. We already know. <laughs> Honestly, you're probably looking to like the top 10, uh, the top 10 most visited sites on Google. And, you know, I think three of the big ones are going to like pop out right there, you know. So it's kind of crazy. The top 10 most visited sites on Google. And those, you know, it's on, t- you know, there are three, not, not one website, three of them are in the top 10. So that kind of explains yeah. how, you know, just how big it is and has gotten in the United States specifically. And then they said they're going to infiltrate churches to make them less focused on scripture and more secular, discredit the Bible, discredit the Constitution, and they're going to support any socialist initiative from within to further centralize control, whether it's education, social agencies, or welfare. So, I mean... I don't. Even, I don't even know if I had to go into any more, dude. Like that's. Yeah. Really, it's really crazy, you know. In my, you know, the whole what thing I see. was an entire dime. Yeah. Jesus in Christ. In 1958. 1958. That was, damn, bro. Some people's grandparents were born around that time. Literally. 1958, man. and not much has changed. Yeah, not much has changed. I'd say anything much has furthered in. So, jeez. If bro. you guys are interested in that, look at the Naked Communist. Um, uh, I do not know the author, the author, but I know Bezmanov was talking about it in his uh an interview so yeah go check that out guys like i mean that's just some crazy concepts that we're talking about but overall like talking about fear and striking fear into people this is a lot of crazy stuff that you know would probably say people you know people would fear and they you know yeah like we're not trying to what we want to make clear is we're not you know selling you guys fear we're not just talking about fear just so you guys could like oh like you know just get scared and you know just so you can listen to the podcast you know we actually <laughs> you know we're actually going to give a kind of a solution and some hope some hope you know we yeah. sell we don't sell fear we sell hope here at exactly. that talk and so what do we do yeah what do we do let's let's talk about it what do you what do you have jose so i think for the most part is i mean i kind of touched up on in the beginning but you have to have the ability to discern between truth and lies and mm. you know it's easier said than done because we are in the age of information but even when people throw information at us that we could look through and make our own judgments we just, tend to kind of avoid that yeah. and kind of take for whatever the masses kind of chose for us. Right. So my advice is discern between truth and lies. Do your own research and kind of look into it. Um, be wary of what you watch and read and take things with a grain of salt. You could look at a lot of things. A lot of things nowadays are very negative. There's not a lot of stuff that promotes optimism and hope and everything. So be careful of what you watch. If you watch things that scare you, then chances are you're going to live in fear your whole life because that's just the type of stuff that you watch and read. If you tend to read things that are optimistic, things that you know are more in realistic, um, you'll probably be a lot better off, if yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah, it's kind of crazy that you mentioned that because based on what you said right now and based off of how the society has been going for, like I'd say the past 10 years where it's really escalated, Yeah. like we in this country have seen the highest numbers in depression Yep. anxiety suicide like we always see that every every single time yeah. and it's you know it's sad because it's mostly by i'd say like people like in our generation yeah and it's because um we as i said earlier we're indoctrinated in a system where things are designed against us there is we're not meant to have progress we're not meant to do well um 
And a lot of times we see a lot of things that kind of mold our behavior. And the things that they want us to do, the things that they mold us around is a lot of negative things. And, you know, it, it, it does suck that a lot of young people have to go through depression and all those things. And I do find hope in, you know, looking at positive things and trying to avoid the news. I think the news for me personally has worked like wonders avoiding it has worked wonders for me um, because it's just negative stuff every day. Yeah. And then that kind of becomes people's reality too, you know, yeah. you know, ideological liberation is changing the perception of reality and the people who are just always on social media and don't interact with real people in real life. They kind of think that that's, you know, that's reality that's for them. Reality. Social yeah. media and whatever people think on that, that's the reality. So go outside and talk to people too. <laughs> yeah. That's just another simple yeah. thing. Yeah. that Those are, you know, just crazy. You know, those are good. That's some good stuff to, you know, to, yeah, to watch out what to do. And I'd probably add on to that by saying, you know, like adding on to your social, you know, like just social media news point, you know, watch out for social media and just kind of be able to discern, you know, how Jose was saying between the right or wrong, the, the, you know, the truth and the lies, do your own research, be your own thinker, you know, just because you're friends to believe something doesn't mean you have to. Exactly. And, you know, that interesting quote that I read about, about social media is, you know, social media is free, as we say, but, yeah. you know, there's a saying that goes, if you're not paying for the product, then you are the product. Damn. So all these companies, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Yeah. And so those, you know, the big three right there. Like those, you know, the app is free, but they're, we're paying with our product and they kind of process our info. You know, they take our data, they take our info and kind of use that. Yeah. But that's probably another, that'll definitely that's be another episode. Yeah. Right we're there. definitely going to do an episode on social media because that is another crazy thing. It's crazy, huh? Yeah. It's a crazy thing and we're definitely get into it. And then, you know, also um, kind of just, you know, keep up with the news and you know, how we're saying just be able to discern the right or wrong, like I said. And all that we see is all by design. As yeah. we know, and this is a world of confusion, and it was structured to be so. That's why you know the world is so. You know, I think the world is so confused, and our society is so confused, and so many ideas and you know thoughts are like out there that you know when people find structure and people, you know, you know that's why you know a lot of people mock like a lot of religions, and they kind of you know our society kind of rejects them nowadays because they see how like structured they are, and they think they're like closed minded because they don't yeah. you know because they don't know anything, but. In reality, you know, it's kind of insane how you could just, that's just, you know, you're all confused, you're just so confused to the point where you think that's like, you know, a structured life like that. Structure, yeah. yeah, a structured life like that is not what you need or not what you want. So that's what I'd say, you know, like that we just got to keep in mind for all these things. And, you know, I don't know, in, you know, in terms of specifically, you know, I don't think we could, you know, over throw this process, you know, it's kind of, it, yeah. yeah, it's kind of just like out of our reach, but, you know. Just kind of, yeah, just kind of inform other people about this and kind of just be able to discern this. And I think, you you know, you guys will find like some hope for sure. Yeah. And that's what we strive for here all the time. And, you know, the world belongs to those that think for themselves and act around that. And, you know, last time I remember, I didn't see somebody set themselves apart or become successful doing what many have done. So, you know, think for yourselves, everybody. Take everything with a grain of salt and you know, we just hope that once people listen to this, they could also educate people. Or even if you don't like this episode at all, at least look into it and make your own judgment, but base it around fact. You know, a lot of times we do a lot of things based around emotions. And while that's what makes us human, that's not what makes us right. right. So be be worried about that. Yeah, 100%. And kind of just to end this like, you know, episode off, you know, just to end it on a good view of hope. I always like you know I always sprinkle a little hope I always sprinkle a little bit of hope I always you know sprinkle that little bit of Bible quote in so yeah. I'm gonna 
put that in right now. And it's from Jeremiah 29, 11. It's for I, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. Yeah. So personally for me, that always works for me. And that always kind of just satisfies me and gives me back that peace of mind. So, you know, whatever works for you guys. But that is that talk right there. Yeah, that talk. So thank you, everybody, for tuning in. This is a really fun episode. Lots of research, lots of stuff, you know, talked about. We hope that you learned something. We hope that you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, we hope you stick around. And hopefully we'll change your mind with a lot of other stuff that we got coming up. And, I mean, uh, they don't got to stick around. but Yeah, they don't got to stick around. But, but hopefully they We got do. a day one's coming for yeah. us. <laughs> but uh, thank you for tuning in. My name is Jose. And I'm Johnny. Thank you guys for listening. Peace.